Welcome everyone and welcome to Weird Growth. Uh, I'm Cam from Ammo and this is a podcast where we dig into the strange and sometimes unexpected stories behind how businesses grow and how they start uh, and how they flourish. Uh, today we're extremely privileged to have a guy called Aaron McDonald on the show. G'day Aaron. Hey Cam, how are you going? Excellent mate, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Aaron, uh, you... Uh, run a Pragma, Pragma Legal or Pragma yep. Lawyers, yep. which is uh, one of the real up-and-coming law firms here in, in Perth and Western <laughs> Australia. Yep. Um, and, mate, you've got a really fascinating story, actually, about the journey that you've been on the last sort of five years. Yes. No, I think the growth's been um, partly attributable to you, Cam, and all of the help that you've given me. But I think, um, yeah, it's it's been a hell of a ride. Um, just about to turn six next week. Wow. There you go. And... Um, Started with one person is now up to about 31. 41. 31. Oh, 31. Yeah. Mate, even so, that's, that's exponential growth really in six years. It's really yeah. incredible, mate. Has, has grown quite quickly. What is the big problem that you're solving with Pragma? What makes you different and, how, and what, what's the thing that you're solving by Good question. running it? I think one of the things, what the reason why I set out to create it was I felt that lawyers were sort of going through the motions a little bit on the terrace when they were acting for clients, particularly in legal proceedings. And so where I thought there was a value add or where I thought I could be different was getting, um, particularly when disputes arise, because that's our specialty at our firm, trying to resolve them quickly and cost effectively, because statistically 97% of cases resolve by consensus. But the problem with that statistic is that they're not resolving early on. So effectively trying to get people to um, get a result that they can live with and move on with their lives rather than wasting years of their lives. Doing this, is a, this is a big thing, right? Is you're very customer-focused and centric, really, yeah. whereas the law firms are all about what's in it for them. Well, I think I think in this market, every lawyer's got to be yep. client or customer-centric to make sure that they're delivering value because the customers or the clients that I've seen out there, they're all looking at different law firms. And if you're not continually adding value to their lives and they think that you're not up to scratch they'll just go elsewhere yeah and like you know this is a podcast which has got a bit of a tech angle it's called weird growth you yeah. know uh, we wouldn't normally have uh, a lawyer or a law firm on here to be honest yeah, yeah. and the thing that i love about what you've done with pragma is that you don't run it like a traditional law firm. that's true we're not you're like the anti-law firm. <laughs> it's a young team it's a young and nimble team at pragma yeah i think we ran the stats the other day and the average age is about 30, which for a, which is not young, but comparatively Amazing. for a law firm, yeah, that is definitely young. Yeah. Um. So, but we, so other law firms might think of that as a weakness, but we think that as a, as a strength because we move quite quickly. We, you know, return emails on the same day, call people back. Um. We're always, um, you know, moving. It's quite a youthful sort of place. For to sure. Be. But you're well beyond that. Um. You know, being upstairs from the fish and chips shop, the 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 barrister from the. <laughs> From the castle, <laughs> uh, you guys are a professional, serious outfit that work on some really impressive um, jobs too. Right? Only just, mate. Uh, yeah. So um, we uh, certainly wasn't always like that. Right. In, tw in January 2014, when the firm started, I, um, I we were based. Well, there was no we. It was I. It was I, was, I was. I was based on top of um, my accountant's office. Yeah. And uh, it was like a three meter by three meter 
square thing with no air conditioning. I had to pay to introduce my own air conditioning. And in order to go to a meeting, I had to go down these steps, walk out onto the street and then back into the field. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do remember vividly one night being there and um, I had this secondhand photocopier because that was all I could afford. Yeah. And um, paper got caught in there and I was like screaming at the photocopier and I realised that I'd become Dennis DeNudo from the castle. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> it was more than just the vibe. Yeah. yeah. So you know those very early days. How did you how did you reach your first customers? How did they how did they find you? I um the first I started, I emailed everybody I knew. I got I set up a Mailchimp account and had a go at it myself, and got like got a professional photograph of myself, and yep. just really just gave it a whirl. I thought that I was going to have thousands of people that I was reaching out to. It turns out every email address that I had was about two hundred. Yeah, and um Funny that. and uh, it was a lot smaller than I had. Had I just thought of, it was a bit of a leap of faith because you don't really know where your first client's going to come from. Yeah. But I managed to do a cash flow forecast that said that I could go some months without getting any clients or business mm-hmm. um, and um, still keep my head above water and pay the mortgage. Just taking that real Yeah, so I did take that risk. I just yeah. thought, I think it sort of came down a little bit of backing yourself. Like particularly you looked at the competition and you just thought, there was an element of, I think this can be improved. I think it can be done better. And I think we can sell this message and Good on you. generate a client base. And, and the real successful people who, who take the punt are the ones who have a passion or are driven about solving a real problem. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing it for more than just to be to run a business. That's they're true. doing it for a reason to change yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The making money part's done. Ancillary. It yeah. comes up, yeah. And it, they kind of go hand in hand, but yeah. the purpose has to come before the profit in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, so, you know, and that's really, and it's amazing you're changing this process that a lot of customers or I guess what are they called, clients, yeah. go through which can be one of the most stressful things that they experience in their lives. Absolutely. Making that better. It's awesome. One of the things we do a little bit differently that other lawyers are notoriously known for is this six-minute increment. Um, thing so right. each hour has 60 minutes and there's 10 units in each hour and it's this thing that came to australia from america in the 70s and yep. the more time that a lawyer spends doing something the more units that they rack up the more they're the more they get paid yeah or the number of photocopying pages that they print yeah, yeah, or, yeah so we've or, never charged for photocopying yeah. we um do we try to front end what we think it's going to cost and give the client options on different prices they can work out what their budget is how much they want to get us involved and um go from there much like you yep so from those early days you know firing out random mailchimp emails just everybody and anybody what were the next sort of steps that you were able to take to to start growing your customer base um obviously it employs staff so to try and get myself out there and try and meet new people. I went to yep. lots of different events. Yep. Like I was part of different sort of um, business events or networking events. I'd, I'd go to the opening of an envelope and pretty much still do. And <laughs> and um, Mr. Mr. Subiaco over here. Yeah, yeah. so I go to lots of different things um, and just try and um, – hard work was a big part of it. I remember being in the office once at 9 p.m. on a Friday doing some legal advice. I thought Yikes. I'd been a lawyer before for six years. I'd never worked a Friday night in my life. Yeah. But because you're doing it for yourself, it's sort of like a different um, different motivating factor. Sure. So obviously- so it was just the hustle. And and like you're in a space where it's actually about earning trust or building trust with your Absolutely. potential customers yeah, yeah, before yeah. you even start working yep. uh, with them. So, yeah, that, that personal – 
Totally. Touch. And they've got to like you before they've got to trust you. I mean, a lot of word of mouth. One thing that really blew me away that I wasn't expecting that happened, if somebody had told me this before day one, I would have told them that they were wrong. But it turned out to be true is the number of lawyers that actually were people within my own industry, people that not necessarily were competitors, but people who practice in different areas of the law who didn't do the areas that I did, mm. would call me and go, I've got this client. Can you give him a call? He's got this issue. And um, that happened all the time. Barristers would bring me lawyers in, in, in a different area. And it, it was so surprising. And they were fantastic people to work for because yeah. obviously they've called their the lawyer that they know to say, can you do this for me? And lawyers obviously segregate such a broad topic for law. You know, you can't be all things to all people. You need to really hive off what you're good at and focus on that. And that's what lawyers do. Yeah. And so... So that word of mouth coming from a recommendation from um, a source of trust yeah. and authority, there's nothing more powerful than that. Really, so true. That goes for like any business. Yeah. If you if you can do that. I mean, I, I when somebody in recommends somebody to me, like if somebody was to recommend a real estate agent, go see this real estate agent I use him, he was fantastic. Yeah. I'm not going to doubt that. Yeah. And mate, I've got to say, I mean, the amount of referrals that you've sent our way has been <laughs> super, you know, important for the growth of our business too. So thank you for yeah, that. That's right. Um, yeah, and so, you know, leading on from that, something else that you've done a lot of, um, probably more in recent years, is is some of that media and the PR. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. How does that, how do you get into that? How does that even work? Um, I've met with a couple of guys, um, uh, business editors of the West, the mm -hmm. WA Business News hit me up and saw a couple of things and I've managed to write articles for them. I offered to write some free articles, write a few free articles for ah, the West, I've written nice. free articles for the WA Business News. Those people Making the, their job easier. Yeah, well, those people in the media, all they want is content. Yeah. Obviously, they've got a newspaper to fill every day. Every day. And um, so if you're making, you know, adding value to their life and saying, well, here's this angle on this story, I'm prepared to comment on it. Um, yeah, that's something that I did and that's worked really well. Um, same with the radio as well. Mm. They're always interested in. So why do you think that works? And and what are the other results that you've seen from that? I've had some tremendous uh, results. I remember being on 6PR one morning and um, I did this interview as I was driving back from the beach. Yeah. And it went for like 15 minutes and I hung up the phone and I was like, nobody, nobody would have heard that. In the next 24 hours, three people rang me and there were three quite um, prominent business people in yep. the community. Amazing. Who, all of whom had heard me and two of the three engaged me to do something for them or referred me on to something so i was like wow there's power here yeah for sure yeah and it's just passive listening for them in a way and but yeah and and you're on there as an expert you obviously know what you're talking about because you're on the radio they've asked you to come on the radio right? I, I think a little bit of cam is um being front of mind of people mm. so when something in i'm different to an accountant where you've got to lodge your tax return every year yep when people have a legal issue that comes up um they think it's usually out of the blue. Or yeah. They don't see it coming. Or it's they not go, just like buying a car. Oh, I want to buy. I want to go hang out with a lawyer and pay him lots of money to do something. It's a totally. It's, there's a trigger action, or there's a trigger thing that happens. Right. And when that trigger happens, I think the 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 crucial key to success is that when that occurs, they think of you. Right. You're you're their front of mind. Okay. And if you, they've heard you on the radio last week or something like that, he was talking about this issue that's relevant. Yep. Um. They want. Obviously, people want leaders in their field and somebody that knows what they're talking about. Yeah, and so you've already earned that trust through all the other things that you've done, the referrals and you know the media and things that it's actually an easy sell by that point. They've already, I think that's right, made their mind up that you're the guy they want to work. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, what are the other things that you can do that that have worked for raising the awareness of Pragma as a brand? Um, we've done heaps of things. Like yeah. We've we've sponsored i don't think it's been formally announced yet but we sponsored the subi footy club this 
this year. Love it. So we're on the back of the jumpers, they're the premiers. So oh, you really? Um, I'm hoping that you know there's going to be lots of photos in the back, in the sports pages of, of Suvi. Players. Were they the premiers last year? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So jeez, mate, in um, the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah. Um, I've done done ebooks with with you. I've done things like that where I'm giving away free knowledge to people and um, prospective clients on. Yep. Yeah, very happy to impart my generalist knowledge on people if they want to listen to it. And then I think if people who are listening to this podcast might think that they want to keep all their intellectual property in their brain and not share it, um, I think that's a sort of a losing mentality. You need to be sort of giving out as much sort of free information as you like because I don't think it's going to cost you cost you work in the long run. No, and this is one I know you're a fan of Gary V. And, <laughs> and this is one of the one of his big, you know, messages that he gives out there is you've got to you've got to give before you take, right? So true. There's yeah. the jab, 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 then you right hook. So true. So, you know, if you're if you're giving them that info, you're the font of the knowledge, but also you're helping them make a good decision about what sort of lawyers they should be working with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're framing that decision for them in the from the angle that, you know, makes pragma the obvious choice yeah um and so it's just gold because not only you're helping them but you're also helping them make a good decision about who to work with yeah yeah we've done heaps of that hoping to do a bit more this year great um with you great. and um yeah just anything that we can really think of yeah and so the lovely thing just d- diving into that ebook thing a little bit and so it's you know lead generation through um you know what we call either gated content or bribe to subscribe or um uh, you know that sort of thing, and so the lovely thing is you are giving them information, but in return you're building your email list too. Yeah, that's true. And so this is a an audience who you know are highly engaged or are probably in market for what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you're able to communicate with them on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Um, and then it's not just email either, is it? There's other things that you can do to continue building the brand over time. Yeah. Um, I, I think the email thing's been really good. So yeah. people, you give away that free information, you get them in the, the, the cycle and they're, they're listening to you and reading your articles for the rest of the month. And then it comes back to that point of when when they do need somebody, you're the, you're mm. the front of mind. Yeah. Um, also remarketing, which I know you know a lot about and you're an expert in it. Um, that's also helped. We, get, we put up a lot of free content on our website. People read it. Yep. Then obviously we then um, get our ads to follow them around the internet everywhere we can. Yeah. No, that's, that's, and, and, and it's really, it's not just one thing, is it? It's a mix of all of these different actions that you do over time. Yeah, sure. Um, which, um, you, know, you know, sort of all add up and build to, to build this brand and um, yep. yeah, it works so well. So here you are, you've 31 staff, um, you know, six in six years, uh, really impressive journey. Um, what's a big piece of advice that you would would share to founders who are looking to grow the way that you have? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think just back back your instincts and work really hard. I think is probably a good piece of advice. Yeah. Um, if you think you've got a good idea, you most probably do get a good um, mentor in place. I met with a senior lawyer this morning for breakfast. Actually, it's wildly successful. Um, he used to have a firm of seventy staff and. The knowledge he's seen it all before, and the knowledge that he imparts on you um, have something like that. We can just bounce ideas off. There's always someone out there who's been there, done that. In yeah, ways. and you're gonna make you're gonna make mistakes. Everybody does. Yeah, but um, I think if you obviously learn from those mistakes, then that helps. Yeah, no, very wise advice. You're um, you're also involved in giving back to the law community. Oh, yep. in quite a significant way. Um, tell us a bit about, uh, you know, the, you've, you've been involved in the Pittington Society, yep. um, Subiaco Justice Centre, yep. other things. What, 
Why is that important to you? Well, I think um, it's obviously important to give back. gives you a bit of a purpose to your life. Right. And making sure that um, you're adding value without expecting anything in return from um, doing these things. Um, I think you know, at the end of the day, you want to be able to... Uh, I, I like doing lots of things and having my fingers in lots of pies and lots of, having lots of balls up in the air. So yeah. if I can try and spread myself across those things I think I find it really valuable Good on you. and it's it's sort of expected when you become a lawyer here in Western Australia the Chief Justice gives you a speech where he says you know one of the things you've got to do is give back what they call pro bono legal services and um, make sure that the there's a lot of people who can't afford lawyers as I'm sure you probably know mm. and so um, that have heaps of legal problems so you've got to make sure that you're balancing out the that's no, so good to say yeah, yeah. and and in the long run, you know, it actually um, is, is good for you as a professional too. You know, you're sharpening your skills or even the people in your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you meet, know, you meet interesting people. Right. Yeah. sit on boards and you learn, you upskill by learning about corporate governance and having meetings and all of that. It's just big, warm and fuzzy all around, really. It's great. <laughs> um, is there anything you wish you did differently during your career? Um Probably, yes. I'm trying to think of some specific examples. Um, it's okay. You can say you're perfect. <laughs> and no, we'll I'm probably believe you too. I'm certainly not saying, <laughs> not saying that. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's certainly been some errors that I've made. All I right. think um, one of the things, actually one of the things that I've often regretted being completely open and frank with you, Cam, is obviously always ensuring that you're... Um, hard on the problem and soft on the person when okay so um when something comes up you know make sure that the criticism is directed at the problem and not the person sure it's easy to forget that lawyers are classics of forgetting that yep. some of the letters that lawyers write each other are just ridiculous yeah um and you know particularly when you're in an adversarial type scenario for sure um even though it's your client's problem then um, sometimes lawyers take it on personally and that's yeah. something that, to avoid. And I, I, I certainly have once or twice and I've regretted that. I, I think it's great advice even as a leader of your team members as well. You know, if if something doesn't go quite right in your team, it's not necessarily their fault. Yeah. Quite often it's the fault of the system that they're working in. And guess who created the system? Yeah. You as the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, we're not robots and we're not machines. Uh, we're human beings and um, you know, it's, that sort of taking that angle where we're dealing with a situation, not with a, yeah. a human is spot on. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thanks, mate. So um, what are we going to talk about now, Jack? Um, sorry, mate? Judicate, of course. Very important. So, so this is part of the evolution of, of the innovation that, you, that you're doing at Pragma, but stepping outside of that yeah 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 so this is tell us about judicate. entirely separate business but it um it's an online dispute resolution service so like, say you do a piece of work for somebody and they owe you some money cam under the current system what you need to do is possibly write them a letter asking to be paid or engage a lawyer to go down to the magistrate's court and sue them and the problem with that is is that it can take it can take years to recover those even those small amounts and big bucks and big bucks, and it gets what the lawyers call it breaches the principle of proportionality. You mm. actually spend more on the lawyer than you do in the and the money that you're trying to recover, right. which is a complete disaster for everybody. Yeah, everybody loses. The lawyers win in those <laughs> of situations. Course. They always but, win. But, but yeah, the, the so what judicates about is 
you still it's legally binding. So what it is is that it's it's an effectively using the legal speak. It's an arbitration service. So it's just like going to court, except it's and it has the exact same effect as going to court. There's a judgment at the end that requires you to pay somebody or do something. But instead of doing that, it's confidential. So it doesn't anybody can walk into the back of a courtroom and listen to a case. This this you can't. It's all online. Don't have to leave your home and go down to court and park at court and roll in yeah, and wait perfect. two hours to be heard. Yeah. Um, it's cheaper. So it's it's that proportionality thing's not breached. Yep. The determiner of the dispute you have what happens is you lodge, you you, you dispute the other person gets a right of reply, and then you have what's known as a mediation, which is where you sit down and you try and have a crack at resolving it which is where most of the matters resolve. And the costs of doing that are very low. They're accessible to people. Um, we kept them quite like, cheaper than going to court. Yep. But then... So it really sounds like a no-brainer. It, it does. It sounds it, like the the obvious solution to this whole convoluted, you know, anxiety-imposing in, in, process. We think so. We think it's a no-brainer. And what... So what are the challenges though with the challenges are something like we spent market. a lot of time sort of marking it and the, the one of the big challenges to it is getting the parties who are into dispute with each other to agree to the process this is crucial yep. before the dispute arises ah. because the problem that happens is if joe blogs owes you ten thousand dollars can and you say hey joe i don't want to go to the magistrate's court, I want to use judicate and I want this thing to be over in eight weeks. Joe's going to say, huh? I'll, see, I'll see you in the magistrate's court. Yeah. I've got no interest in speeding up the process of you of me paying you money. Yes. Whereas the, the solution we think to doing it is making it part of the psyche of people who get into disputes. So when they enter into a contract together, having a clause in there, which is known as an arbitration clause, which says that if we have a dispute, if we have a dispute, then this is where we're going. It's... I really hope that this takes off, <laughs> and it's just so obvious that this is the future of, of I think so of a legal system. Yeah, it's just Particularly a matter for of that lower value stuff. Sure, like, if you're yeah. going to sue people for so. millions of bucks, sure, roll down to the Supreme Court. I get that, but the lower stuff, the the small stuff, the magistrates' court. Currently, the magistrates' court deals with seventy five thousand dollars disputes and under and under. Mm. I think that stuff's really just right. Replace that. Yeah. yeah. Well. All the best for, for Judicate, mate. Um, yeah, I really hope that, that works out. The last thing that we always do on Weird Growth is we ask for a little show and tell. Yeah. So, um, you know, this, this could be a, a, a tech tool or an app or a gadget or something which either helps you in your professional or, you, or that you enjoy in your personal life. So is there anything that you'd like to share that you think other people might benefit from? i tell you one thing that I was using and I'm, I'm sort of using it haphazardly and I'm not always into it is the... Five minute journal. Have you ever heard of the five minute journal? I haven't. Please tell me more. It's made, a, a lawyer bought it for me actually. Yep. It's, it's, it doesn't even take five minutes, but it's like a one page small little book. Somebody bought it for me, and I found it really useful. And one of the things it asks you to do is ask you to sort of be name three things in the morning that you're grateful for. Yep. And then also name three things that you really want to achieve that day. Great. It's really easy when you get into particularly for the people listening, they're starting up businesses. Mm. You've got a million things. Like you've got fifty seven things to do. Yep. And you'd actually get to the end of the day and you haven't done any of them. Because yep. if at the start of the day you decide that these three things are going to get done right. no matter what, yep. then you actually get to the day and you get to the end of the day and you feel satisfied. And right. then it, and then you sort of have to reconcile what you said in the morning and the evening. Did you get those things done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, that's really nice. That's lovely. We've actually got that internally at Ammo, um, not a, as a journal, but th that we all commit to doing three to 
ticking off three tasks a day and we hold each other accountable and yeah. it's amazing how much you actually do get done when you have focus yeah yeah and yeah. when you're not being pulled in 57 different directions i think yeah particularly in 2020 where everybody's got so many things on their plate I think yeah that's important. and that gratefulness too this is something which people forget is that we're you know, we're all we're all busy you know oh, we're always busy but there's never time just to sit down and go you know what? Things are actually pretty bloody good. Yeah, you know, and true. it's so important to be grateful for that stuff. Yeah. Speaking of grateful, I'm very grateful for you having me on this podcast. Oh, mate, look at that! What a what a nice wrap up segue there, as. Thank you so much, mate. And look, we really appreciate your time and um and for you harassing us to, to be on here. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to find out more about Pragma or Judicate, where would they go? Oh, um, it's online. Pragma.law, yep. Judicate.co. Beautiful. Two very nice websites too, by the way. Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Designed by you, by you, Cam. Thanks so much, Aaron. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers, Cam. See you next time. Well done.